Hi, everyone. Welcome back. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for listening. So I have a lot to catch up on because it's been a good seven days since the last time I've hopped on to make an episode. So lots to talk about. Um, first, I just wanted to start up with a quick update little story. So um, kind of like backtracking this last week. So today, um, kind of like a slower day for me. I went to the gym. Um, I had a counseling appointment and then kind of, I had a a meeting for my study abroad program, which I got me really, really excited for. Um, so that was like an hour and a half and anyways, just really productive. But I think the best point of my day was I had this desk arrive a few days ago and, I'm really bad at assembling things by myself. Honestly, the last desk that I had in my room, I just didn't even try. I was like, let me let me get somebody to assemble this for me. Um, <laughs> and so I was like, you know what? All the furniture that I have right now is expensive as it is. So let me see if instead of like paying somebody to do it, I can do it myself. So that's what I did today was assemble the desk completely on my own didn't look anything up just read the directions and I did the whole thing um when I started doing it basically like I did the whole thing backwards so then I had to redo it but I'm bringing this up because I was journaling about it just now and um kind of just reflecting on the last few days and what I had wrote down at the end of my journal entry for the day was just like the desk I'm really happy with how I've started to build up my life and I love like analogies and I thought this was a really good one that I kind of just came up with as I was writing but like honestly I'm telling you I did the whole thing backwards (laughs) and then I I redid it and now it's complete and I'm sitting at my new desk right now and it's absolutely gorgeous and I love it we'll have to do this assembly process again because it was a little bit chipped, so I think I'm returning it and they're just going to send me a new one. But my point is like now I know I can do it. I can probably do it quickly because I will know not to do it backwards. And that was another thing that I wrote that everything comes together. Um, and sometimes, you know, it just takes time. So literally what I, I always opened the quote, so I said, everything comes together, give it time, small, consistent steps forward. And the reason why I wrote small, consistent steps forward was because before I um, sat down to write, I started like um, a separate notebook. Oh, I started two new notebooks because I had filled up my entire like notes from like counseling and like um podcast episodes, reading book books and stuff like that. So I started a new notebook for that, but I also started a new book and I've, I was putting it off for a really long time, but focused on nutrition. Um, and that's kind of why I wrote that second part, because I know it's something that for me is going to take some time, but I'm really excited to kind of start making tiny changes in my life when it comes to nutrition. Um, so I will definitely talk more about that later, but Okay, on to the first topic. So I did um, some chapter updates from Atomic Habits, but oh, I forgot the other update. So other quick story um, before I go into the key takeaways from finishing the book. Um, And the reason why I finished it over these seven days was I went on vacation to Fort Lauderdale 
but we're kind of like in Miami and in the Fort Lauderdale area. But um, nobody knew because I, I booked the flight two days before I left. Um, actually, no, I think it was like literally one and a half days because it was like midnight when I booked it. But um, it was something that my friends had been thinking about for a little bit for spring break, but it wasn't like really for sure thing. And then two days before I ended up booking the flight and I was there for like three and a half days. Um, so I took a little break from podcasting and just being at home doing my whole like <laughs> organization redecoration of my room and stuff. But as I'm sitting here, I'm like sweating because I'm extremely sunburnt so surprisingly like today was a productive day but it was a struggle because I woke up and I was like oh every time like I put on my shirt I was like "Ah, no (laughs) um skin just totally burning but um anyways yeah so why I'm bringing that up is sometimes like doing things last minute like can seem stressful but then you do it and it's like sometimes the best surprise because it's something you're not planning and it's just like a nice like getaway so my point is like try to do things like that kind of out of nowhere for you because it like that trip was amazing. It was so much fun. I had a really good time with my friends. Um, just hanging out at the beach, um, going out and stuff. And it was really nice. So, okay. On to my, uh, chapter summary. So I have a lot and I'm kind of just going to quickly read it off. Um, I have like a good paragraph right in here, but they're like bullet points. So Building habits in the present allows you to do more of what you want in the future. Um, There was, I loved this example. So, and I thought it was really interesting because it shows how much of an impact that habits can really have in our life. So there's this lady who um, is like a retail clerk and she's instructed to cut up um, gift cards once they're like empty. So if it has a balance of 50, but they use that balance, um, to cut it with scissors. So after the customers have, has had used the balance, she cuts it. Um, and then the clerk had cashed, I can't talk. The clerk cashed out a few customers in a row who purchased things with the gift card. So she maybe cut like three or four, whatever. And then the next person walks up, they swipe their credit card, not a gift card, and the clerk cuts the credit card. And he said, so um, when the next person walked up, the clerk swiped the customer's actual credit card, picked up the scissors, and then cut it in half entirely on autopilot before looking up at the stunned customers and realized, customer and realized that she had cut the woman's actual credit card. And I wrote this in bold. This is why we must change with awareness because if we're so used to doing a habit because we're like trained to do it, um, like doing it with compassion and kindness and, you know, like that will happen. You will like have a slip, slip up, make a mistake. Like that was totally like a mistake on this retail clerk's side. But um, yeah, so next we soak up the qualities and practices of those around us. I'm going to also talk about this documentary called Minimalism, but that made me think of how um, this married couple started practicing minimalism because they said like um, basically that their their children like mirror kind of the way that they act and soak up the qualities that they have. So that's why it's important to kind of model positive behaviors for the people around you. Um, so surround yourself with people who have habits. You want to have yourself, you'll ride together. 
and lift each other up. So yeah, habits are attractive when you associate them with positive experiences. And I also wrote this down just because it kind of had a meaning to me. So you get to eat healthy, looking that, looking at that as a positive habit. And if anybody else is interested in nutrition, I definitely want to make a podcast episode on this, but it just kind of made me think of somebody told me like, talk to yourself in a professional way. Um, so like somebody told me the example of say you're like a nutritionist and somebody comes in to you and says, I just ate five Big Macs. You're not going to be like, oh my gosh, you're going to like be fat now, blah, blah, blah. You're going to be like, okay, that's okay. Like talk to them compassionately. So talk to yourself in that same professional way. I thought that was a really good thing because we don't remember to talk to ourselves like the way that we talk towards others. Um, Hopefully that's you talk to others in a nice and kind way if you don't start doing that. (laughs) But um, yeah, sorry, I need water. Um, So benefits rather than drawbacks. Yeah, so thinking of those benefits that you will gain rather than what you might be missing out um, when making those habits. Walk slowly, but not backwards. Um, And knowing that there are going to be slip-ups, like thinking back to that uh, retail clerk's kind of story. But um, if you're going slowly, if you do slip back, you'll be able to recover quickly because you're going at a good pace and, you know, because you're not rushing, you know, that everything takes time. So um, I'll kind of move into the topic of <laughs> like the minimalism thing, but the one thing that kind of has an overlap between this book and that documentary that I watched was leaving your phone in a different room. Um, and I loved this like kind of word. So he said, after I removed the mental candy from my environment, it became much easier to um, do things in a more healthy manner, basically. So it kind of made me think of when I was younger, when I first got my phone, my parents had the rule that I could not bring my phone upstairs. If I wanted to use my phone, I had to use it downstairs. And I'm somebody who always does their homework in their room. It's a, everybody knows, knows, knows this about me. Um, I don't like doing, like I'll, I'll go to cafes and stuff, but when, when I'm home, like the only place that I like to do homework is in my room. And yeah, that's something that once I read, I'm, I was like, you know, I'm going to try and do that, like leaving my phone in a different room. Because I think back to when I was a kid and I had my phone downstairs, I was less likely to walk all the way downstairs to go check my phone, walk all the way back up because it wasn't convenient for me. Um, it's better to do less than you hope than to do nothing at all. This morning when I woke up and decided to go to the gym, but I was like getting ready and I was like, I don't know how I'm going to do this. I felt good when I was at the gym because I was like, even though I cannot physically go 100% because I'm like dying, it's better that I did something than nothing at all. So it's like, don't have the all or nothing man, man, mentality um, for your goals. That was kind of the whole point of that. Um, if you 
only do the work when it's convenient or exciting, then you'll never be consistent enough to achieve remarkable results. And I think the example that he used was how athletes practice the same like lifting routine over and over and over again um, until it becomes like second nature to them. And I think of how when I was in my season and the lifts that we would do as a team almost never changed. And it, I would agree, like, it's something that I didn't enjoy because it wasn't, like, it got to a point, like, at first, when I first joined my team, like, th- it was exciting, but then it started to become, like, a routine, and I felt like I a part of me started to slack, and, um, you know, I think that's why, like, you have to stay consistent even, like, and it's okay when things are the same, but go into it with the same energy that you started out with, and you'll have, quote-unquote, like, as he said, you will achieve remarkable results. You will have better results. Um, adapt when life challenges you. That was the last thing that I think it was. It was literally on the last page of the book, but I love that because life changes, life challenges you, and so being able to adapt to whatever you know life gives you is so crucial. Um, one thing that I talked about in counseling a few days ago. So I did. Uh, do an online counseling session while I was in Florida. And I'm so glad I did because, you know, it like helped. I was kind of like um, a nice like changer to kind of go back to the routine that I have usually when I'm at home. But um, one thing that she had mentioned to me was kind of like, you know, she like knows me pretty well. And we've talked about like my patterns and themes, but my theme of having a 0% tolerance for discomfort. So um, on the topics of books, the next book that I have started reading is called Discomfortable. And that is another, just like I did with Atomic Habits, I'm excited to talk about as I continue reading. But the one thing that I will share, just like a little preview that I think was in within the first few chapters are feelings are our interpretations. So kind of just think about that because a big thing with like, um, IOP programs and DBT programs is if like anybody has gone through through those kind of programs, a big thing that they stress is feelings are not facts. And um, when you when you I guess when you start feeling like overtaken by those feelings, it's important to check the facts because your feelings will kind of start to morph the facts, but go back to that situation and be like, no, 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 like these were these were the facts not not that um okay on to the documentary i'm going to try and keep this under 30 minutes so gonna pick up the pace a little bit because there's two quotes um that i want to share that i saw today and i absolutely love so i will get to that but minimalism so it's a documentary as i mentioned on netflix and the reason i re actually rewatched it i watched it kind of before I left for school, but I watched it again and took notes on it because (laughs) perfect timing. I'm really trying to like declutter my space, redo my room. So, um, and I think it has a lot to do with mental health stuff. I think it ties in like a lot of the topics. It's about simplifying your life. And I think that's very important for mental health. So don't live for stuff because then you aren't living at all. And I'm kind of going to skip around in my notes because the last thing I just finished watching, the last thing that it says in the documentary is love people and use things because the opposite never works. Um, So 
don't live for stuff kind of like don't put value on materialistic things was basically my whole takeaway but in a little bit more detail um we are wired to become dissatisfied and we are encouraged through technology to keep buying more so it talks a lot about how um children are targeted to want all of these like crappy products and um so kind of like breaking away from I guess the way we've been conditioned to think when it comes to material, materialistic things, I think is really important. I, it's something that I really, really struggle with. Like you should see my room right now. Um, so much stuff. And it just like has been piled because like, I've lived in this room since as a kid and just keeps piling up. Um, so that's why like I watched this Netflix documentary. I was like, okay, I'm going to start practicing these things. So eventually I'll do a little bit of an update on that as things start kind of hopefully coming along slowly. Um, So illusion of what, so I wrote down illusion of what you, you, your life should look like. And then I said in parentheses perfection, um, because I think that goes into that whole way that we are wired. Um, A lot of it has to do with you know, social media. So ask yourself what's important. And that's different for everybody. And everybody kind of has like, um, a different, different lifestyles, different things that make them happy. Um, and I'm trying to think there was one thing. I don't know if I wrote it down. Hold on, because it kind of goes along with this. Um, oh, People would, uh, this is what um, my counselor said to me today. People admire, will admire you um, when you stand up for yourself and when you kind of do those things that you want. And then you'll start attracting those people. And it goes back to what I was saying from that book, Atomic Habits, that um, you kind of like, you are who you surround yourself with. And so surround yourself with people who are going to pick you up and don't abandon yourself. So again, stick to who you are. Um, simple living, moving deliberately with less, use the space that you have. So a life with fewer distractions and a life with fewer distractions is kind of what I talked about, like practicing leaving my phone in a different room. Um, so there was this one part in the Netflix documentary that somebody had asked, but I love my books. Um, you're telling me that I need to get rid of all my books and minimalize like what I have. And the guy's like, no, no, no. Like if they bring value to your life and they make you happy, like I'm not telling you to get rid of them. So um, there's one thing I'll go kind of, I can't find it now because I'm kind of going in order, but I guess it goes along with living living deliberately um, because that's the whole point of minimalism. So satisfaction with what you have not wanting more that's really really I'm gonna do like a whole different episode on this because that's something that I've struggled with so much is being satisfied with what I have and I'm not even talking just with materialistic stuff but with relationships with um what I'm doing where I am um that's very very like a big big struggle for me um I really thought this was a good, important point. So too, we're too materialistic, but not enough in the true stuff. So, you know, we're kind of uh, the last thing that he said, like I already mentioned that 
uh, it's important to love people and use things because the opposite never works, but many people are the opposite. So kind of if you notice that as you, kind of starting to evaluate that and seeing how you can change so that you love people and use things and not use people and love things. Uh, whatever, the other way around. <laughs> um, I have a very good friend who said um, – that he basically like just admitted to buying to fill a void inside and they talked a little bit about that and how that hunger will never get fulfilled because you know you can never I guess we can't get enough of what we don't really want was something that they had said but deep down we don't want more goods we want what they bring us connection so like um we keep buying more because we think it'll bring connection to other people whatever um but that's so not true it's just how we've been conditioned to think so mindless consumption does not make us happy it really makes us unhappy um quality over quantity that's something i've been thinking about a lot as i i'm like such a person who likes to buy like multiple of the same things so um, the thing that they had said was, I don't want like 50 crappy sweatshirts. I want five like really good quality, nice ones. Um, and that's it. So, you know, don't live in excess uh, is basically the whole point of that. Um, all right. I'm going to skip a little bit. Oh, certain amount of worry that makes sense. Um, so there was the, I think he was the designer of the app, 10% Happier. So he said, he's kind of talking about like how in the past he has, he has had panic attacks. And I thought this was ironic because he's talking about like, um, you're telling me that I shouldn't worry about missing a flight. And the guy's like, yes, it was like, um, some advisor to him. He said, it's okay to worry about missing your flight, but ask yourself, is that, is that worry useful? And, um, is, is, is it really helpful? Is it reasonable? And kind of going through those yes or no questions. Consuming things does not satisfy, uh, satisfy longing for meaning and piling up material goods cannot fulfill emptiness of life. And that's what I kind of use the example of my friend, you know, buying and consuming a lot of things to kind of fill a void in his life, but that void is still there. Um, balance of having enough, not too much and not too little. Living deliberately, I already said that. Like that, that is like the whole point of, you know, what minimum minimalism looks like. Ask the question, is this adding value? Am I being deliberate with this decision? And this really goes deeper than just, you know, materialistic things. Like I've said this about people asking yourself, like, does this person bring value into my life? What is that value? Is it a positive one? And if the answer is no, it's not a positive one, you know, you don't have to like fully cut them off. Um, but like just slowly distancing yourself from that person or giving yourself space from that person if you've noticed it's not something that is adding value to your life. Um, intent, yeah, just being intentional about, about life and the decisions that you make. I love that quote that um, somebody in high school told me that you're always one decision away from a different life. So recognize that this life is yours. 
Um, I just wanted to close out with two quotes from Courtney Peppernell's new book that's coming out in August. I pre-ordered it, but it showed some like previews, preview, oh my gosh, I can't talk today, previews to some pages. And I posted this on my Instagram, my stitching, by the way, if you don't follow it, stitching the mind podcast, um, Instagram account. Um, and I just wanted to close out with them because I haven't, I don't think in any recent episodes done some like book quotes and I kind of missed it. I thought these were good and yeah, cause I do think my next episode will be about nutrition. So this is kind of about that. One morning I stood in front of the mirror and I asked my body, what are, what are goals for the, what, <laughs> what our goals for the week were? How many days would we exercise? How many times would we consider what we ate? How many weights would we lift? How many mornings would we meditate? So many variables, so many moments of consideration, reflection, planning, and preparation. What are our goals, I asked, reaching for my shoes. What are we going to focus on today? And my body replied, do you suppose one could be that you just love me no matter what I weigh? I love that. Like, I personally am not somebody who... who has really focused on like the number on the scale, but I think it is something that I am close to people who do struggle with that. And I think it's important to, I really love that. Like, do suppose one day that you can just love me no matter what I weigh, because like really that, that number, it's a number. It, it's doesn't, doesn't mean anything. Um, okay next one (laughs) we will uh, you will build your home time and time again in every facet corner moment of your life you are always building and always shaping yourself there will be another storm one day it could be worse it could be better it could be somewhere in between but the storm will come again the way we survive is knowing such times will always arrive but they do not mean but they do not mean the end Instead, we look for courage to start again, for grace in how we hold ourselves, for support in those around us, and strength and resilience in the way we carry on. And we take all things we surround, and we take all these things, we surround them in love and faith, and together we build ourselves once more. For the key to life is remembering there's always purpose in despite of the storm. Oh my gosh, that is such a good one. Um, There was one right before this and she talked about how, why do people still write when everything they're saying is basically what they're saying, (laughs) like what somebody has already said just in a different way. And I've noticed that a lot. Like she talks about many of the same topics in different ways that just like keep reinforcing like those ideas into your head. And I'll read those last that last sentence again because she's talking about like storms and like I've used the example of you know turbulence and wind in my previous episodes. But um, and we and we take all these things, we surround them in love and faith, and together we build ourselves once more. Say like I literally said like I use the example of the desk like building that up that it took time, but I feel the same way about myself. I've been able to build myself up and kind of move towards like a happier place and time in my life. Okay, I'm going to keep going. (laughs) Last part of the quote. For the key to life is remembering there's always purpose in despite of the storm. So being grateful for what that turbulence is, even though it's hard to see in the moment. But again, like you already know this, they 
can teach you some of the best lessons about yourself. And that's something that I'm just starting to like realize now that people from my past who, you know, in the moment I would be so angry or hurt by really have taught me like the biggest lessons and have given me so much despite them taking a lot of confidence or whatever away from me, I've been able to give myself that back times 10 because I was able to build it up kind of from the beginning. Um, And that was another little thing that I journaled about. I mentioned like going to Florida and just being away from home. And I was like, you know what, that just really reaffirms that I'm really glad that I've made the decision to stay home. And you know, because I was I was really happy to come back and like excited to just continue doing what I've been doing. Because even though some days I don't feel the best, most like consistently, I would say for the most part, I'm doing really well. Um, so my whole point with that is just sometimes making harder decisions are the best decisions. Like it would have been easy to just go back, but to school, but would I have been happy? Probably, I would say no, because I wasn't ready. Um, But I know that when I do go back in the spring, I will be ready because all of the groundwork that I've put in place for myself now. So with that being said, um, I hope you have a great rest of your day, a great rest of your night, and hopefully found this helpful in some way. And please share this with anybody who you think could benefit from this. And yeah, Hope you have a great rest of your day. Bye.